This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Hey, Bolt fam, and welcome back to another edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Tonight, it's just John and John. Dan is uh, on his way home. Bez is working late as well. It's crazy, crazy busy for pretty much everyone involved with the uh, Los Angeles Charged Up Bolts. But uh, I'm with my good buddy, John S. How's it going, mate? I'm good. Sorry. It was saying... (laughs) It was saying down below I was on mute, but the screen didn't say I was on mute. So I'm like, am I on mute? I don't know. Bit, bit, bit of a technical glitch, ah. like the uh, Chargers opening drive of uh, of Monday Night Football. But uh, how's your week been? More like every drive. After <laughs> the one. Uh, it's been good. It's been cold and rainy around here, which is, you know, winter's coming. So, you know, yeah. got the jackets, got the hot lattes, you know, just getting into that fall mood. Yeah, that's the way to do it, buddy. It's uh, not mean. It's not been much better over here this side of the pond. I can tell you, but that twenty-seven to six victory on Monday night uh, certainly warmed the heart, warmed the soul, and I think that's where we're going to start. Um, Chargers start the game strong, putting up fourteen points in the first quarter, end the game with ten points in the fourth quarter. Um, don't do a whole lot in between. Jets brought a lot of juice, John, uh, especially on defense, um, sacking Herbert five times. But it's got to be Herbert, one of Herbert's lowest uh, totals, uh, I recall. 16 for 30, 136 yards, no passing touchdowns. But we get the W, and that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. What I think the stat you're missing there is zero interceptions. Okay. Zero, zero interceptions, interception, yeah. That's a big one. Like in a game like that, where the offense is slogged down by a very good defense, and it's going to happen, right? You're going to. All the great offenses have games where they go against a good defense and they just sputter, right? Like, I don't know if you saw all the statistics online. A lot of people defending Herbert because people are like, oh, Justin Herbert, prime time sucks, blah, blah, blah. You know, because, you know, it's never no, – no matter what, Herbert does is good enough, right? Like, he puts Correct. up a bunch of stats and they lose. They're like, oh, he just – you know, he's a stat stuffer. He doesn't put up stats and they win. They're like, oh, well, you know, where are the stats at? Like, it's like, well, what do you want? Like, do you want wins? Do you want stats? You want wins and stats? Well, not everybody gets those. So we like, want wins. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we want wins. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just the, the slander on Herbert is just, it kills me. I just, ugh, whatever. Yeah, but, I agree. I mean, those other quarterbacks, though, Mahomes, Hurts, people who've played this Jets defense have played poorly, not I'm only struggled. having low totals, but also had multiple interceptions. And the fact that he played a clean game, I think, speaks volumes to recognizing what they needed out of him. Like a lot of times it's like, Hey, Herbo put the Superman cape on. You need to put the team on your back and we need to ride you for the win. The game on Monday night was, Hey, Herbs defense is going to roll with this because that offense is a dumpster fire. So all you got to do is protect the ball, move us forward when we need a few first downs, but ultimately, you know, don't make any mistakes that could give the Jets a short field and an opportunity to stay in the game. So I think he did exactly what he needed to do for us to win the game. And you know what? You can't ask for any more than that out of a quarterback. Well, look, this this was a game where both defenses generated a ton of pressure. You know, I, I you know, and when you start breaking breaking it down, you you there's no wonder why 
New York were held to six points. Uh, and, you know, there's no wonder Herbert didn't have one of those fiery games. But like you said, John, no interceptions. We got the W. We put points on the board. And that's all that matters. I mean, Chargers finished the game eight sacks for 57 yards. And when you actually break that down, what does that look like for, for New York? Wow. Billy Turner at right tackle. He got absolutely smoked. Ten pressures he gave up. Three sacks on the night. You know, a hit and, and six hurries. That that That's brutal. But then you take it on the flip side. And Mr. Dependable, the man that announces our great podcast, Rashawn Slater, arguably one of his worst uh, performances of his uh, young career, giving up two hits and, and, and six hurries. But John... That's the NFL. You know, you know, pass rushers are there. They're paid to do a job. And they we shouldn't expect pass protection units just to be solid and, and, and come away unscathed without allowing any pressure. You know, the Jets defense, like you said, very, very capable. Um, they're gonna cause a lot of teams problems going down the stretch. So I am not surprised by that at all. But, you know, this was certainly a battle of the trenches. And the Chargers come out of this with a with a bit of uh, pride, I think, John. We, we spoke about this last week, that we could go into New York uh, and stub our toe uh, against a team we're expected to win. But New York are improved under, under Robert Sala. That's a fact, you know. Uh, it's irrelevant now what happened with, with Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the season. They've got what they've got. But on defence... They're one of the uh, most entertaining teams to watch in the NFL. Um, the Chargers did what they had to do. J uh, Austin Eckler scoring in short yardage situations. You know, we, we didn't get a lot of uh, momentum going. I mean, that opening drive, it looked like the, the, the Jets were going to play with juice. Chargers come back with that um, really, really, really good play by Aloe Gilman um, to break up that um, what was definitely going to be a first down. And then that sort of set the tempo. And I think, John, the one thing that really, really stuck out with me was was the reaction of the players when they made turnovers, when they when they um, when they got to the Jets. It's almost like they were they were playing as if it was their last game of, of football. Did you, did you see that? Did you pick up on those vibes? You're, you're on mute there, buddy. See, it's killing me today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> False start. False start. False on start. The um, you know, it's the it, it just felt like there was a new sense of urgency out there that wasn't there before, and excitement. You know, they talked about they wanted to get back to having fun uh, and playing. You know, playing loose, and you know they did that. But again, like it, at the end of the day you got a level set, right? You're talking about one of the worst defenses, one of the worst offenses in the league, the defense is out there having a field day, having fun. Sure. I'm sure it's fun to beat up on a lesser opponent. I'm sure that's fun, but like, you know, as improved as the jets are, the, the chargers as a whole should beat them, you know, 99 out of a hundred times. In if they played this game hundred times over the, that team, I mean, the Jets are playing with a patchwork offensive line. I think it's like there are third stringers playing on offensive line for the Jets. Correct. Uh, Zach Wilson is just a, you know, he's he still looks like a college quarterback. He misses easy throws. He's having trouble diagnosing pressures. He has no feel for the pocket. I mean, there are a couple of times where he just sat there and took a second. He had no idea. He didn't even know it was coming. 
It's like he didn't know Joey Bosa was on the other side of that line. It's it was yeah. crazy. So like they had a day, and also they also feasted on some poor ball control by by the Jets. I mean, fumbles and drops and just I mean, the Jets looked bad, right? Like there was that one drive, I think it was in the first quarter, where the Jets were actually driving and they looked like they might go down and, and get a score. And then they fumbled. It was a Brees Hall fumble, I think it was, on, on an effort or something like that, or, or it was a strip, strip second. And, you know, I was, look, I never want to take away from the defense getting a turnover. That's important. We need turnovers. Turnovers help change momentum. They're a big deal. Congratulations for making the turnover. But it feels like this defense, a lot of times, and not necessarily last, on Monday, but a lot of times when this defense is playing, they get bailed out by a turnover, right? Like, And that's great, but you can't, you can't rely on turnovers because you can't take a team off the field on third down, right? So that those are concerns that I still feel like are there, right? So yes, the whole team played loose and happy and excited. They had a sense of urgency. Everybody was playing with just a little bit of, you know, pipping their step or whatever. But ultimately, you beat up on a bad opponent, you know, like, congratulations. Like, you did what you're supposed to do. This is a hallmark of the Brandon Staley team, though. Brandon Staley teams show up to play versus bad teams and look – confused and overwhelmed by good teams so you know it just i don't know i'm really i'm trying to stay positive i'm trying to take as much good things out of the uh out of the win because at the end of the day it was a w right at the end of the day when the season ends all that matters for the playoff calculation is was this a win or a loss doesn't matter if the team was good or not it doesn't matter how much we won by doesn't matter how we won a w is a w right so perspective we won i'm happy right? We're back on track. But ultimately, looking ahead, we have some tougher opponents coming up. And it's hard for me to really get excited until I see them do the same kind of effort, have the same kind of excitement against better teams. Yeah, I mean, as it stands right now, um, the Chargers are ranked 10th in the AFC at 4-4 four and four behind the 4-4 four and four Texans. And then the Bills, Bengals, and Browns, Steelers. Sorry, the 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 Bills are five and four. Bengals, Browns, Steelers are at five and three. So it's very tight, and there's going to be a lot of changes mm-hmm. in those well, standings the, going down the stretch. A lot of those, a lot of those teams play each other. Yeah, right. A lot. So I mean, look, I know we were doom and gloom, and felt like the season was over. Um, and look, they're not mathematically eliminated from from anything. I think they're eliminated from the division. I just don't think, I don't see the chiefs. No chance. No chance. We're not, we're not winning the division. Yeah. Like that, that I believe is definitely over and, you know, I'll eat my hat, like I'll deep fry it or whatever, smoke it. You know, I'll I'll let the users, I'll let the (laughs) listeners decide how, how I cook it, but I will eat my hat if we win the division this year. Uh, However, I mean, the playoffs are definitely still within reach. There's a lot of teams right there at 500 or just above 500 because of the point in the season. So it's not over. And as we've detailed before, there are lots of winnable games on the schedule. My thing is, is who are we as a team? And are we a team that can actually play with good teams, right? Look, we played with Miami. Yes, we played with Miami. I don't know how good Miami really is, to be perfectly honest. They've kind of got the same syndrome as the Chargers do. Miami yeah. has struggled against good teams and done well against bad teams. Well, the well they were twenty-one. Is, they were twenty-one points to zip down against uh, Kansas City at the weekend. You know, yeah. Um, Kansas City. Kansas. The scariest thing about Kansas City is they have a very good defense this year. They have a top-five defense, in my opinion, yeah. this year, and. 
Tua does not play well against a top five defense because they can they can do things that disrupt the rhythm of the game. And since they're very systematic based, right? They're not based off elite quarterback talent. They're based off a system that gets the ball into their best player's hands. If they can't do that, the offense will struggle. And we saw that. Uh, we well, some of us saw that. Who got up early for that game because it was in Germany. Um, the Germans. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was, you know, it, it is what it is. But it, my, my point that I'm trying to make is that there is still plenty of hope that this team could make the playoffs. It is still well within their grasp. The thing is, is what are they going to do there, right? Making the playoffs is great. We made the playoffs last year. I don't want to go to the playoffs and get embarrassed. I do not want that. So, you know, honestly, once you're ready to tee it up, this next game is going to be, honestly, it's going to be a good bar for us to measure this team by. Well, this is a great segue because we have got the Lion, I'm saying the Lion, the Detroit Lions, taming the Lion. We've got the Lion coming into uh, SoFi this weekend. It's going to be a good test. I think Dan Campbell has done great things with that franchise because, let's be honest, over the years, Detroit has not had a lot to shout about. But the fact that um, you, you're now talking about Detroit being in a in a winning uh, uh, position in a winning season, they're looking a lot much, uh, you know, a lot more uh, competitive than they have for a long time. And this is going to be another tough test, John. You know, you say what you want about Jared Goff; he's a serviceable quarterback. There's there's still teams in this league that would take Jared Goff tomorrow because what they've got on offer is not great. New York Jets being a, a case in point. So, you know, Goff, the Raiders, apparently, by the way, Raiders? The, Raiders, the Raiders would take golf, I think. I mean, who do they have? Aiden O'Connell? Well, <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, that's a dumpster fire over there. I'm sorry. I just like to talk about how bad the Raiders are. I, never mind. <laughs> not sequitur. Not sequitur. That's fine. Raiders. That's fine. That's fine. Look, we're, we're Raiders the Chargers podcast and, and we don't like the Raiders. It's as simple as that. But, you know, D- Detroit. Um, coming to this game, they lead the NFC North. Who would have said that at the beginning of the season? Well, it's actually not that big of a deal in terms of the fact that Green Bay are up there and obviously Chicago are one of the worst teams in the NFL, but the fact that Detroit are leading that division by, uh, you know, a game ahead of uh, Minnesota who are on five and four, you know, you, you're going to expect Detroit to be a, uh, a, a least making um the playoffs this season they'll probably get they'll, they'll probably get the buy they'll probably win that division um and this is a great test for the LA Chargers you know if the Chargers can mix it up and but this is where it gets concerning for me John okay we, we spoke about the defense and and you know we we brought some juice in in New York we've only allowed 19 points the last two games that's great but statistically we are the Lowest ranking team in past defense. That has to change. Uh, that that has to change going down the, the stretch. We're starting to generate a bit of heat in the trenches. Get to the quarterback. You know, Tooley, Bosa, and Matt have combined for uh, 18 and a half sacks, I think, or 19 and a half sacks. But we, we you know, we need to see that um, uh, past defense improve because we are going to face some tougher quarterbacks down the stretch. We've got Patrick Mahomes to play again. So, you know, this this is a this is a concern. Red zone defense uh, ranks 16th. Um, so we've got the ability to start stopping teams, stop their momentum. But I just wonder whether or not 
we we can we've got enough in the tank this weekend to stop Detroit. Um, Jamari Gibbs, he's 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 one to watch. He's, he's a danger man in my opinion for Detroit. 189 yards net uh, against Las Vegas, but yeah, this could be good. Dan Campbell doesn't take anything other than 100% from his players, and I think I think the Chargers are going to have to bring an A game and some maybe maybe 105%. If if you can do that, they're going to have to be on it all the way through, or Detroit will come and, and take that W away back up north. We don't want that. Yeah, I think that um, I think that if you look at the the Lions, I don't I don't really. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I haven't I haven't actually watched a lot of the Lions. I've just kind of watched a little bit of their games here and there when I'm cycling through games to watch on Sundays. Um, and I've watched their primetime games a little bit. Um, obviously, I watched the first game where they beat Kansas City, so you know that's yep. exciting. Um, we're all Lion fans on that day. Um, but, uh, if you look at the, I, I don't see them as like an elite team, right? I don't look at them as like, oh, they're, they're a real, like if I were putting money down, they would be one of the teams I consider putting down to win the Super Bowl. I wouldn't necessarily no. do that, but they are a very solid playoff team. They're a play, they're a playoff team that nobody wants to play in my opinion. They're the playoff team that you don't think is going to win the, the Super Bowl, but like you could totally see them just going on a run, right? Like they're kind of that team, right? Which is a dangerous team to be. Um, so to me, this is a great test, right? Offensively, they're good. Defensively, they're pretty solid, right? Like they're, they're, they're pretty solid on both sides of the ball, right? Like this is a team that's pretty evenly, you know, distributing their, their talent and their skills and their success. So I think it, it, it gives both sides of the ball, the offense and the defense, it gives them both an opportunity to see, Hey, let's, let's look at ourselves against a team that is you know, slightly above average, right? The offense was against an elite defense last week. So like, that's hard. You can't use that as a barometer, to be honest, like going against an elite defense is real tough. Like it is real tough. And I don't blame them for having a down week yet. Could they have been better? Yes, but I don't blame them. Right. The lions are a good defense. They're not elite. So this is the test. This is, you know, if you, if you want to make noise in the playoffs, if you want to win a game and prove people that you're not just some choke artists, beat the lions. Right. You want to make me a believer? Beat the Lions. I still don't believe this is a playoff team. I, I really, I feel like, I mean, maybe they sneak in and they get trounced in the first round, but that I just don't see them beating any playoff teams. I don't see it. Right? You beat the Lions, you've changed my mind. Okay, you can be a playoff caliber team, but so far they haven't beat a playoff caliber team. Have not, and they haven't they haven't beat a playoff caliber team in a long time. Yeah, I think it was like week whatever, week four or five of last season was the last time they beat a playoff caliber team. I'd have to go look at my notes again. But, I mean, it's they are not – they have not performed against good teams, so this will be a test. I think the I think the Lions are a good team. So, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I mean, I – those of you been listening long enough now, I, I, I love to talk about the – Pass protection unit and according to PFF, the Lions have the number one ranked offensive line in football through nine weeks. Uh, and that's credit go. to Dan Campbell. You know, they, they've had issues, they've had a bit of a revolving door at right guard center. Graham Glasgow's coming, he, he's played really well. Um, they've allowed 72 pressures on 311 dropbacks. That's that, that's pretty good, you know. And they're gonna be up against it. And 
we what we're going to see, John. You know, quite rightly, Joey Bosa got the game ball on 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 Monday Night Football, two and a half sacks. We want to see that momentum because what we're getting with the Chargers, it's almost like a, an ECG. You get the blip, and then you get the drop off. You get the blip and the drop off. We we want consistency. There's no point in having elite games every other week. You know, we want to see some consistency. We want to see Joey going out there on on uh, on Sunday uh, and and you know registering or generating some heat, getting some uh, sacks, some strip sacks, whatever the case may be. But we need we need consistency, and that goes across all three phases of the game. I mean, what we didn't talk about in um, you know the, the keys to the game, I I think uh, could be on special teams again. We didn't give Darius Davis uh, any credit for that uh, amazing uh, return against New York, and it's those kind of things, John. I think that will help us overcome the odds. You know, when we're in a, a tight game against the likes of Detroit. You know, they're, they're the difference makers when you're, you know, you're making opportunities. I mean, Davis is, is like lightning. He's, I, I think we need to start using him a lot more on offense. That's just my opinion. Clearly, uh, Keller Moore and and the, the uh, Brandon Staley and probably Justin Herbert don't think he's ready. But I, I think, you know, whenever you've got speed, you look at Miami, they're 200 meter track team out there at the wide receiver core, you know, toasting secondaries. Um, and I think it's those little things where where we'll overcome an, an edge Detroit. Yeah, notwithstanding the penalties, of course, we've got to cut all that nonsense out. But I'm still concerned, John, about our own offensive line. Will clap. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with Corey Lindsley. Uh, you you said it last week. You wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back. Uh, and if that's the case, that's where we're going in round one of the draft next year. I agree. I think, I mean, I don't think, you, I I agree we're going to need to draft a center of the future. I don't believe it's in round one. Uh, you don't draft a center in round one. I just, it, it's a waste of it. The value is not there. I think round two is a good place to draft a center yeah. if you think he's really special or round three. Uh, if Telesco is still in charge of the ship, they will not be drafting the center of the future. He will go and <laughs> sign one. Uh, no, I'm serious. He will sign one yeah. because that's he he has shown time and time again he would rather sign a veteran center yeah. and pay them the money than try to draft. And he, honestly, I don't blame him. No, it's, do you know what? It, it's, it's, it's mostly worked out, right? It has, and it's a difficult position to play. You know, when you try to there's the two you, straight you, two straight centers that we've had that have had like career ending random yeah. injuries. It yeah. was a neck injury for Pouncey that yeah. was like, ooh, you can't come. This is dangerous. And now it's a hard – like, honestly, if I were a center, I wouldn't want to sign with the Chargers. <laughs> like, it's it, it's, good, it's bad for your health. Yeah. Uh, but, like, honestly, next year they don't have the money, to be honest, to probably sign a center. Um, I mean, they're super cap-strapped going into next year, and that's before they're going to have to make some hard decisions on Bosa and Mac. They're both not coming back. It just it, I don't see realistically how they could do that. Um, there's probably a good chance Mike Williams isn't coming back. There's, you know, it's a non-zero chance someone else, like, like they're going to be hard pressed. So I don't think they're signing a center next year. I think they do draft one, but probably not in round one. They probably draft a second or third string center. They keep Will Clapp on the roster. They use next year as a transition year. Uh, hopefully it's a new GM who has a plan for that position. Um, but anyways, I, I, yeah, center is a need. Clap is a fine backup, but he shouldn't be your starter. 
the offensive line has definitely gone downhill since he took over. Um, you know, you, you can't speak enough for, for how important Lindsley was to that, to that offensive line and the cohesiveness and the ability to call out, you know, responsibilities and keep them all kind of in check. Like he was, I mean, there's no replacing him, right? Like it just is what it is. He's gone for now. So, you know, you're just gonna have to deal with that liability. Yep. So, I mean, and, and this is where I think we'll be tested uh, center again against uh, Detroit. Um, I mean, look, Detroit, we, we've, we, we, I'm going to throw this in here because I was, I was researching this uh, yesterday and Ed said, I, I love the head-to-heads. Uh, do you know what our record is, John, in the last four against Detroit? Two uh, and two. As I say, I know we've lost at least the one. Yeah, uh, that, the last time we played them was that the time when we allowed them to not go fully defeated. Oh no, that was the Browns. <laughs> that was the Browns. I can't. So, I mean, the Brown, between the Browns and the Lions, they're both bad it's, usually. It's, so it's crazy. I, mean, um, I get it mixed up. Two thousand and seven, San Diego Chargers fifty-one, Detroit fourteen. Um, and we had we had some guy. You might have heard of him. He scored a hundred and sixteen yard. Well, he scored two touchdowns. 15 carries, 160 yards. Some guy called Tomlinson. You ever heard of him, John? <laughs> I, I have heard of him, I think. I, I believe I've heard of him. You know, I, I and, and the reason why I bring this up, um, it's a segue to our running game. I think we've got to get that going on, on, on Sunday, John. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 been struggling of, of late. You know, great to see Austin Eckler scoring touchdowns, but you've made this point before. He, he does score a lot of touchdowns from those uh, uh, short yardage uh, situations in the red zone. And I think it's, it's really, we, we, we have to start up in our game uh, in, in that area just to, just to balance out the offense. So we're not necessarily relying on Herbert's deep balls down to Mike Dubb and, and um, you know, the receiver core. Quinton Johnson, again, nullified against uh, New York, um, against a good defense. So it'll be interesting to see how he, uh, copes against the um, the, the Lions on, on Sunday. I mean, it's it's about usage, right? Like, how are they using him? The problem is now that you've Guyton back. Uh, or sorry, now that you have Palmer out, you yep. really need Guyton back to um, to kind of really be that zone clearer. Um, I mean, I. I haven't watched any all 22, but from what I could tell, Guyton is definitely still coming back. He doesn't look to be at full speed. Um, you know, I don't know if he's in football shape or not. I don't really know. I couldn't tell you just by looking at the guy, but um, I have to imagine he's not. So, I mean, it's, it's a dangerous situation here. You've got two, you, you've got Guyton who you really need to be taking the top off the defense to allow someone like Quentin Johnson to do his deal. But, it hasn't been the case. So I don't know what they're going to do. You know, like I, I really think that the, um, I really think that the, the keys to victory on the offensive side of the ball is really going to be, can they scheme open touches and open field? Right. Because I think what, the, what we've really been missing this year is getting people the ball, uh, get, getting people the ball who have, not uh, who, who are not like under contested, right? Like the big thing about the jets is that they were all over. Like there were a very small, low percentage of 
non-contested catches that the Chargers were able to get against the Jets. For the most part, everybody was covered, right? We need to figure out a way, and I don't know if this is a Kellen Moore thing. I don't know if this is the receivers coach needs to needs to train them up a little bit better on the releases and their whatever, but getting people some open touches so they can get upfield, I think is going to be essential against this Lions defense because the Lions defense is aggressive and they hit hard and they tackle hard and you can use that against somebody. If you can get, if you can get them on a fake and you can get somebody in an open field and they just have the one guy to miss, they, they can go deep, but you need to get the defense to be over aggressive and to miss some tackles. And so far we have not seen a lot of that, right? That is what Quentin Johnson is supposed to be good at, but are they scheming him to do that? I don't know. I'm not Kellen Moore. I can't, tell you like what his game plan is but I, that would be my game plan i mean my game plan would be get get him more of those crossers get him more of those looks where he's got a little bit of room to cook because when he does get the ball which is not very often these days but when he does get the ball and he does have some room he seems to have the ability to get those extra yards right now now he hasn't broken a big one yet and i'm saying yet because i think he can he's got the he's got the skills to do it um but the fact that he's getting the ball and then he's adding another five yards or so at the end of the catch, I think that is super important for this offense to keep everything going, uh, especially since, again, they really don't have that deep threat with while well, Guyton's still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I've, I've, some uh, valid points there. Um, if only it was a fly on the wall in, in the uh, – Receiver core room, uh, or a fly on the wall in the in the you know the the, the coach's room with with Keller Moore and Brandon Staley, but you know we've it's look it's we, we've had enough games in the season now. It's not like we're just gonna gonna keep QJ on the sidelines and, and break him out in in the second half of the season to show something else. There's there's got to there's you know we, we've got to incorporate him into the game where he's going to be effective um as opposed to just giving him the odd sniff here and there i think he had was it three three receptions on on, on monday night you know he's that has to be affecting a player as well because if you're not getting the targets you're not getting the volume you're not getting the you're not getting the repetitions you're not getting the experience you know so to, to keep bringing a, a rookie in here and there i just doesn't i just don't think it does him any favors when he's is that sort of player that we need that, that can generate that uh, yak. But it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be interesting. Jared Goff for the season, very similar stats to Herbert. Um, 200, 293, 2,174 yards, 12 TDs and five interceptions. So he's been steady away. Um, Chargers have got a 59% chance uh, of, of winning, according to ESPN's uh, matchup predictor. Uh, I think the Lions uh, are minus uh, three and a half against the line. This is going to be a tough game, John. I think Dan Campbell is going to go in there wanting to dial up that heat on, on uh, Brandon Staley's chair. Um, if we can win this one, clearly it's, it's, it's going to set us up uh, down the stretch, but I don't think we can afford to lose this one because it's going to be harder and harder to recover if we if we're just tampering all the time at five hundred. We we don't need to be there. We need to be now putting the throttle down. But here's the thing: we haven't mentioned any sort of statistics yet for uh, Detroit. Alarmingly, and I didn't realize this until I researched it. They are ranked fourth overall in DVOA. Again, that's credit to the coaching staff and credit to the players they're executing. Fifth on offense and eighth on defense. So this is going to be a good test. 
this is going to be really good. Um, but I am cautiously optimistic. What do you reckon the score is going to be? What's your prediction? All right. Well, so I just I do want to say one thing. This is a game they can lose, right? Like from a from a numbers game standpoint, this is a game they can lose. They can lose this game. They can lose the game to the Ravens, uh, and they could potentially even lose that game to Kansas City at the end of the season. Theoretically, if that's a, if that's a tough game, right? Like they can lose those three games, and still, and then win out the rest of the games against teams who are probably going to be below 500 teams, maybe right at 500 teams, right? Um, and they could probably still sneak in the playoffs. You know, I, I think that 10 and 7 is still definitely on the table for them, right? Because again, we've talked about this before. Denver twice, Las, Las Vegas, uh, Green Bay, New England. Like, there's one more team in there. I, I'm missing. I forget. I'm, I'm missing one more game where I, where I definitely think they can win it. Um, but, um, you know, th- those are teams who are not. I don't know. That's kind of how, um, you know, I look at it is that this is one of the games that I kind of put to the side as probably a loss, but it could be a win, right? I'm much more confident that they could turn this one into a win than I am the Ravens game because the Ravens are a team I think could win the Super Bowl. And I don't think this team is ready for that kind of team. So, and luckily that's the game I get to go to in a couple of weeks. Yay. Yes. Yay. I, I, just think, could be down. I, just, I just think from a momentum point of view, this, this is not one we need to lose because defense is on a high. I, I just think it would do as a world of good if we can. Look, we I don't disagree. It out. I mean, I, yes, momentum, all that. I mean, I don't disagree. They, this would be an, uh, this is going to be a hard pill to swallow to lose. Um, all that, all that excitement, all that positivity in the locker room is going to go down the drain if they go the first time they play a good opponent again. They lose, but it's not statistically speaking. It's not a game that they have to win. I think. I think it's definitely kind of, uh, kind of a thing on that. So, and it is what it is. Um, like I can't. I can't tell you like this how they mentally are going to take it. Like I think that's just such a hard thing for someone like me or you or anyone to predict. Like oh, if they lose this one, their you know their mindset is going to be in the dumps. I, I don't. They're professionals, right? This is what they do. They win games, they lose games, right? You just got to win more than you lose, right? So I don't. Yeah, momentum, whatever. Statistically, they don't have to lose it, and you know what? But I think from a confidence from everybody else in the league, from pundits. From every from fans from everybody, beating the Lions is a statement win for them. It'll be a statement win saying, "Hey, we've righted the ship, we've corrected our issues, we are on the uptrend." Like people want to say, "Oh, they're trending up." They're not trending anywhere. No, nope. in my opinion, they beat <laughs> two bad teams. That's not a trend. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I a trend. It's a trend of they they win against they beat bad teams. Yep. If you want to tell me that this team is actually improving and trending up, let's test them against a good defense and a good offense like Detroit that will tell me if they're trending in the right direction. So I was going to say, if you want to see if they're trending, you're going to have to take a sample size of the next three games against the Lions, the Packers, the Ravens. Then we'll see if they're trending up, but I agree with you to beat the the bears and jets like we did, you know, um, that to me is not trending anywhere because mm-hmm. had we lost them two games, that is it. The whole, yeah, that just that, turn the that, lights off. We've left the building. Yeah. This is the basic, the, basics is beating i mean and the bears were not like a bad team necessarily when they had justin fields because at least he was exciting and he could do things but that baggin guy whatever he ain't it <laughs> right so like e- even though they were technically a 26th deep ranked offense by dvoa standards when we you know like yep. 
some of that uh, honestly was a little bit bloated by a couple good games from Justin Fields. They're worse than that. So really three of their, their three best defensive games came against teams who are like the bottom five offenses in the league. So I'm sorry, hard to take a lot of con. Like we talked, you know, they talk about, Oh, the defense has so many sacks. Okay. Half of their sacks came against two in two games. Yeah. Can you guess which two games they were? The Raiders and the Jets. Jets. So yeah, half your sacks came from those. You bloat it. That statistic is is bloated, right? So I, I don't know. Anyway, um, let's let me. Sorry, I, I avoided the point. What is my prediction for the game? I, honestly, I'm just stalling because I haven't figured that out yet either. <laughs> I I my brain is telling me they're gonna lose. That is my brain. My brain is saying, you know what? They ain't it. They're gonna lose. They have a bad record game. But my heart is saying, you know what? This is a game that they can win. The The Lions are a good team, but they're not a great team. They're at SoFi, right? So you got an East Coast team traveling West Coast, right? It's it's a winnable game. I think they match up fairly well. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to toast us a couple times. I know that. But they 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 man, I think they 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 do link up pretty well. So I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say. The Chargers and the Lions play a game on Sunday. And in that game, the final score is 24 to 20. And I believe the Lions lose it to the Chargers. So I get Chargers 24-20. That's really interesting because... (laughs) That, that no, eat your no, sandwiches no. again? That no, no, you haven't. Oh, you haven't. Okay. <laughs> no, you haven't. But Dan's got us winning 2017. Okay. The close game. Bez has got us tied at 17. <laughs> of course he does. He's got a tie. Well played. He's got a tie. And, and I've got I've got the Chargers eking this out at 27-24. Oh, so you're just so it's between Dan, you and me. We're all just a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 everyone. It's going to be a close game, which probably close means which, which means it'll be a forty-one to twenty-eight something or other to whoever. Yeah, so, no. someone's going to have a, a, a. Yeah, we all think it's going to be close. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we're giving ourselves a lot of credit by saying we're going to be close. There's probably a lot of people out there who think the Lions are going to beat us by more than a score. There's yeah, probably I, I think, people out there. I, think I don't think Lions- that's going to be the case. I think the. I, I think that this team will stay close, whether they win or not. I don't know. I my heart says yes. My brain says no, so I'm going to go with my heart because um, it's closer to my gut. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. But I think it's, I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout on either side. I really don't. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, and here's to hoping. Well, if you look at if you look at how the Lions have performed, obviously they beat Kansas City and they've lost two games to to Baltimore and Seattle. I mean Seattle, that I think that was a freak. The fact that they they dropped 37 on them, but. When you actually look at who who um, the Lions have defeated, Carolina not great, Green Bay not great, Atlanta are all over the place, uh, and Tampa Bay are not exactly lighting it up, and the Raiders are Raiders. So you could argue that we've already, you know, you mentioned earlier, DVOA stats can be uh, uh, bloated, but you could say the same for the Lions, but they haven't won that many games. For no reason, okay. They, they've got some quality, but this is going to be a real good test. And and if we can get a, vi- a victory, if we get 
into Monday, enjoy uh, uh, victory Monday, and then win the next two games. We're really going to see where the charges are at. We, we, I think we need another. We need three, three games going forward from here to see where we're really at, uh, and hopefully that will determine what our future looks like going into January football. Because at the moment, those two wins um, come against poor teams, and although the NFL is week to week. Just want to see us defeating some quality teams on the run, uh, just to show like the NFL. And it's not only that, John. Everyone expects the Chargers to lose now. I think deep down, off off mic, off camera, most people are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Herbert's not clutch. Herbert's not this. Chargers are not this. Chargers are not that. Well, we've got a chance to prove otherwise. Um, statement wins. Get the W. We'll have to see, but we need consistency. Whatever the defence did in the last two games, they've got to carry that against J Jared Goff. Who, let's be honest, he is not a tier one quarterback. He's a serviceable quarterback. He is not tier one. Here's the thing. Like, again, I haven't been watching him since he moved to Detroit, but I can tell you this. And here's the thing. Staley had tape on Goff because that was the quarterback before they got brought Stafford in, right? So he had an opportunity to get a little tape on him, I think, before the whole deal went down. Um, here's the thing. Jared Goff has traditionally struggled when you take him out of his comfort zone and you provide pressure. So to me, the key to victory is getting pressure on Goff. I think you get him razzled, all of a sudden he's missing throws, right? So I'm looking at you, Bosa. I'm looking at you, Mac. I'm looking at you, Thule. You three are anchoring this defense right now. You are creating chaos. And if you yep. create chaos for Goff, he has, in his career, traditionally not handled chaos well, and that'll be a key to victory. So, defensive line, step it up. Bosa, you smack. It up. You make the big bucks. Prove it. You don't, don't, don't show me you make big bucks against crappy teams. The big <laughs> bucks come when you do it against good, good teams. So, Agreed. I think I think they lions packers next two games both winnable ravens probably a loss but if you if you told me right now we'll go two and one in the next three games it doesn't matter who but if if they go two and one in the next three games i'd feel very good about this team going the rest of the way agreed so i think that's important it is important because i don't want i don't want them to have to try to beat ravens to go two and one so let's beat the lions let's beat the lions tame the lions Whoosh. anyway Thanks for tuning in for another great show. John, where can we find you on socials? As usual, you can find me at Adroid Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate. Don't forget to follow Dan King, UK LA Chargers, Bez the Spaniard, and Charged Up Pod. You'll find me, Endzone85, and John and I also publish on Charged Up Bolts underscore. You've been watching the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.